0: welcome to canvas church you are listening to our weekly celebration service message thank you for tuning in my family and i we just got back from vacation uh yesterday we um we had about three weeks of vacation just a couple days shy of three weeks anybody ever taken a three-week vacation before all right one other person i highly recommend it. anybody want to go on a three-week vacation yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can get more lights up in here. If, if we can, cool. I don't know if it's just because I walked in from the sunshine and it's just, but if there's a way we can. Oh, and uh, had a great time. And so thank you, church, for allowing us to do that. You know, we, uh, we don't miss a whole lot. I don't miss a whole lot of Sundays. And um, when, I, when I'm not here, and I am missing a Sunday a lot of times because I'm speaking at another church or something like that, I really only miss about one or two Sundays from church itself a year. Some of you are like, Pastor, I do that a month. <laughs> and, um, and even when we are on this vacation, we missed two Sundays here, but uh, we were on this vacation, I actually ministered at a church uh, while we were away, had a good time, and it was actually a really cool uh, trip for us in many ways, not just because it was a nice long vacation, got to disconnect, but uh, also it was the first time my whole family with my, my brothers and all their kids, it was the first time we were all together. And so I have three brothers, and so all, their, all their kids were there and their wife, and, and it was just awesome. And we were there celebrating my mom's 80th birthday. Um, I know we celebrated it here, uh, but we wanted to celebrate it there with a lot of her friends and whatnot. And so it was just a great time uh, getting away. And one of the things that I always like to do on my vacations, whether it's a one week or a three week, which the three week doesn't happen often, but um, is I just I just not only want to do I want to disconnect, but I want to reconnect with my heavenly Father. And so I take those moments and I just say, God, I want you to speak to me. I want to encounter you. On this trip, and, which is a great, great prayer. It's a great thing to ask for, but when you don't feel like you're encountering God, it can kind of destroy your vacation. Is anybody with me? And, uh, and it was funny because I, I found myself on this vacation, you know, and, and week one, we're, we're spending time with my wife's uh, family at their place. Kids love going there. They get to ride the horse and the four-wheeler and all this stuff, and, and after, I'd, uh, you know, they'd go to bed at night, I'd find myself um you know with with my bible and just saying god i want to encounter you you know and I, I, I we use this word in church called i just want to press in i don't even know what that means really like it just means read your bible more you know sternly i don't know i don't know what it means you know when we talk about pressing in you know and so i found myself pressing in you know and i'm just like god i want to hear from you and and i'm reading you know i'm trying to catch up on my anybody else that need to catch up on their bible reading plan yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm about 22 days behind on my Bible reading plan. Yeah, you're looking at yourself, wow, Pastor, what have you been doing? Helping you solve your issues. it's <laughs> um, so a little bit behind on my Bible reading, and so I'm just like, I just want to catch up. And, uh, and then, so then the next week we go over to the east side of the mountains, and we're over there, and, and we're skiing and wakeboarding, having fun on the water. And, and I found myself just wanting to press in. You know, I want, God, I want to encounter you. Took a couple days, went to the island where my family was at, Woodby Island, and celebrated my mom's 80th. And even on the island, I'm getting ready to preach at that church. And I'm just like, you know, uh, they gave me the key to the church. And, uh, and so I went in early Sunday morning. I was just walking back and forth in the auditorium praying. And, and I was, God, I want to encounter you. And uh, still didn't feel like I was encountering God, you know. And uh, so then we get away uh, back to the east side of the mountains again and Um, my wife's uh, parents they came to Cody and Katie I don't know about a year year and a half ago maybe two years ago and just said hey um, you have a decision to make Uh, we have a great inheritance for you we can either leave that inheritance for you when we pass away or we can spend it now together as a family and and create memories and experiences so last year they took us to Hawaii come on somebody because Cody and Katie voted that let's create some experiences And I was kind of like, "Can we go 50 50 You know. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was like, "Yeah." Uh, And so this year, it was they got a houseboat, and we went out on this Lake Lake Roosevelt, huge lake. And um, and they launched the houseboat, and we take it. I don't know. Do you have that picture? Okay, pull up that picture. And so we take it to this obscure. It's not the best projector in the world, so it doesn't do it justice. But we go to this obscure spot on this lake where there's nobody else around. And uh, it's just us and the family. And uh, I'm like, sweet, I'm going to encounter God here. And, um, and so I remember uh, as we're heading out there, getting to our spot, I was like, I'm just going to catch up on, look at that. Oh, you just wanted to show him the picture? Okay. That's a little bit better. Um. And so as we're heading out there, I was like, I'm going to read my Bible and catch up on my Bible reading plan. And, and so I get out my phone because I didn't bring my Bible with me because I have my Bible. How many I mean, of guys have a Bible on your phone, right? Yeah. And so I open it up, and there's no connectivity. There's no Internet. There's no text messaging. There's no phone calls. There's nothing. And so I can't open my Bible. And I'm like, okay, when we get to the spot, it'll be fine, you know. And so I just, you know, I just sit there. So that night, I'm sitting on the houseboat, and the sun's setting, and I'm like, I'm just going to read my Bible. I get it, and I still have no connectivity. I have no Bible. I was like, what, is, what, what, what good am I as a pastor with no Bible? And I'm literally frustrated with God that I can't read his word. I'm mad at him. I'm like, God, like, I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to encounter you, and like, I can't even read the Bible. Like, well, what, what is this all about? And I literally was getting, I'm, I'm serious, I was getting so frustrated And I'm just like, unbelievable. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Watch the sunset? Look around at all that you create. What am I supposed to do? And in that moment of frustration, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he just said, Ben, be still and know that I am God. (laughs) Be still and know that I am God with no verse, no Bible, can't get to the, I don't even, I know it's in the Psalms somewhere. There's a verse that says something like that, but I can't look it up. I'm like, okay. And the minute he said, be still, I started twitching. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Because I realized something. I don't know what it is to be still. I don't know what it is to be still. Like many of you, See, be, be still to us is like, yeah, go on a three-week vacation. Be still to us is like, you know, maybe, maybe when I get home after work, I'm just going to chill out a little bit and watch some Netflix. Come on, somebody. Catch up on your favorite show. I'm just going to watch one episode, four episodes later. Right? I'm just, I'm just going to be still. And... Some of you are so excited. Football season started back up. Come on. Anybody out there? Because that's your moment, just to be still, right? That's what it is to be still for you. Let me me read to you where this is found in Psalm 46. I'm going to read you the whole passage because it's that good. And it's found in Psalm 46. I'm going to read it to you from the New Living Translation because I like the way it reads. And it says this in verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength always ready to help in times of trouble. not that awesome? Just that first verse, it's just like, wow. Always? Always. Some of you need to know about Psalm 46, whoever the writer of it is, we don't really know. But the Psalms were written in such a way that they were meant to be sung. This one in particular, that's why it maybe has a disclaimer at the top, written for uh, the choir master. you know, the sons of Korah. Those were the musicians. These were the people that brought worship. And so this was literally written as a song for the choir master. So it'd be like, hey, Ben, I wrote you a song. Let's sing it on Sunday morning. Right? And they would give it to the choir master. give it to Ben. And he would put music to it. And he'd get everybody to, "Why, why did they want him to sing it? They wanted him to sing it. And the reason they wanted things to be sung is so that they would remember it. Right? That's how powerful this is. This is something I want them to remember so we're going to put it to song and that way when they sing it they'll get it in them and they'll remember. Some of you know what I'm talking about? Uh, when we were on the houseboat uh, Cody found this epic like rock station. Like 80's rock. In, you know we were kind of searching for stations and it was 102.1. Classic rock. And the moment he found that station, songs came on that I haven't heard forever. And the minute they came on, guess what I was doing? Singing right along with them. I mean, I was pouring some sugar, thinking about the summer of '69. Photograph, I got a feel. Y'all, you know, you y'all with me? Come on, deaf leopard, right? And instantly they came on, and I was like, I know that. And I found myself singing. I haven't heard it for 10, 15, 20 years. I'm like, oh, that's good stuff. Anybody like the classic rock? Come on. Yeah. You're not going to go to hell. Come on. Does anybody like the classic rock? Okay. We, for the first two days of the trip, we were listening to country music. Anybody like country music? Oh, God help me. I pretty much like any music except for country music. Some of you are like, Pastor Ben's going to hell. I hope not, because that's what they're going to be playing in hell. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself singing. Why? Because it was a song, and so this was written in such a format that it was put to song. Listen to what it says. God is our refuge and strength, always ready, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when the earthquake comes and the mountains crumble into the sea, Listen to it now. Listen to the song. It taunts the situation. So let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Why? Because of verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So it doesn't matter if the earthquakes. It doesn't matter if the mountains crumble into the sea and the sea is in a big rage. As a matter of fact, many, many of you like, like are new to the, this faith and maybe new to reading Scripture. And so in your Bible, as you're reading, there's this word, Selah. And you actually will read it. <laughs> the water surged. Selah. I don't know what it means. It's actually not meant to be read. It's okay. I did the same thing. I still do. What it means, it's an interlude. It's a pause for a moment and reflect on that. Just for a moment. Stop. It doesn't matter if the earth's quaking. Now, Now you're sitting here and you're like, Pastor, man, we live, we live in Southern California. We, the earth shakes every now and then. I know, and you've learned to live with it, right? It shakes, you like, ah, another earthquake. To them, this was a real situation, a real circumstance. It was like, whoa. He's saying, don't be afraid. To you, it might not be an earthquake. But what is the situation in your life that causes you to tremble? What are the things that are happening in your circumstance, in your world, that are causing you to worry? Bring it on. Why? Because God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Listen to the next verse. A river brings joy to the city of our God. Look at what the writer does. The writer paints a picture for you to reflect on of a raging sea that's out of control because mountains are crumbling into it and the waters are scary. And then he switches it and he says, man, there's a river. There's a body of water that brings joy to the city of our God. the sacred home of the most high god dwells in that city cannot be destroyed from the very break of day god will protect it the nations though they're in chaos and their kingdoms crumble god's voice thunders and bring uh, excuse me and the earth melts the lord of heaven's armies is here among us the lord of israel is our fortress And there's that word again, selah. Pause, reflect on that. Wow. You mean there can be chaos going on all around me, but I can have peace and security and assurance and hope and life? Yeah, why? Because of him. Listen to this, verse eight. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. Now, now, we read that, and, 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 and instantly we probably think about the beauty that he's created. The beautiful sunset, the trees, the lakes, the oceans, the water. Man, it's beautiful. God, your works are amazing. Some of you are looking at your spouse and like, God, your works, wow, are amazing. Okay, maybe it's just me looking at my spouse. I don't know. Your works are amazing. But listen to what, what he says about the works. Your works are, man, they're glorious. See how he brings destruction upon the world. What? This is how he does it. Look at it. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Oh, this is going to come back in, in just a moment. Verse 10. Love it. Here it is. That verse, he spoke to me as I'm sitting on the houseboat. Be still and know that I am God. Up until this point, everything is in third person talking about this, talking about that. And all of a sudden, God steps into the moment, steps into the scene, and he says, man, all of this is happening. All of this is going on. The voice of God shows up. Be still, son. Be still, daughter, and know that I am God. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Pause, reflect, be still. Be still. The biggest problem with the statement that God makes is we don't know what it is to be still. We don't know. We don't know what it is to be still. We might know what it is to to push the the pause button for a moment and and relax. We we might know what it is to, I just need to unwind. I'm just gonna watch a show. I just need to get on vacation and get away from my job. Listen to what what, what the songist writes. It doesn't matter if there is a raging sea. It doesn't matter if there is a peaceful river. It doesn't matter if you're in the city of God or if you're out there with the other nations that are coming to ruin. The key to every situation here is to be still and know that he's God. Be still. Yes, pastor, I'll read my Bible. Be still. That's what we think, maybe. Well, in a Christian sense, maybe to be still means I need to read my Bible and meditate. Nope. Nope. Pastor, I'm in church, man. That, that song they were singing, the voices, man, I was still. What is, what is the word still? The word still in the text is Rafa. It's Rafa. It means to cease. It means to literally stop. I'll give you a couple more here. It means to relax, sink down, slacken, to cease. The, the word picture is this. This is why he talks about nations that are at odds. Because some of the text, if you read it, rather than saying be still, it actually says stop fighting and know that I'm God. Stop it. Stop fighting. And the word picture is, is, is two people that are fighting with one another. They're continually battling, maybe like a boxing match, and they're going at it. And the mediator steps in and says, hold on a second. Go back to your side. Go back to your side. Stop fighting. Be still. And it's in that pause where they're still. Here's what happens. What am I fighting about? What am I fighting for? Why are we fighting? Cease. Stop. And in that moment of pause, they realize, wait a second. God. 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 Now, you're here, and you're like, Pastor, I'm not fighting with anybody. My spouse every now and then, but I'm not really fighting with anybody. I'm pretty good. That's the word picture. What does it mean for us? It means to stop frantically running around and being anxious and and, and being internally at odds with yourself, trying to figure everything out, trying to make something happen. Trying to achieve something, trying to be something, trying to be somewhere, trying to to put all the pieces in play and try to put all the pieces in place and trying to set this up and that up. See, some of you here this morning, you're anxious and you're actually internally at odds. There's, there's literally anxiety and there's a fight going on because you think, well, I don't know. And here's what I've learned. When, when things don't seem right out here, like, I don't know, there's something, seems like there's something going on out here. It doesn't, just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel safe. I don't know what's happening out there. Here's what I've come to learn. It's usually because something's going on in here. That's why the oceans can rage and, and, and they can foam and they can be all, but you know what? I can be still and not let that affect me. See, so, someone needs to hear this. One. Some of you are, are so, so internally active and frantically trying to do something and figure something out. Some of you, even in this walk called, uh, called faith, you feel like you have to be doing something in order to be accepted by him. And so you're, you're active. I've got to be doing. I've got to impress. Be still. Stop fighting. Because here's what actually happens. Is somebody hearing this this morning? Here's what actually happens, is in our pressing in, we actually are fighting with God. That's what I was doing. I just want to read the Bible. It's not even working. Can you believe this, God? I mean, come on, I'm trying to seek you. You wouldn't let my Bible work? Ben, stop fighting me. Sit back. Be still and know that I'm God. Wow. Wow. Be still. Be still. Stop fighting. Stop struggling. Stop striving. Some of you feel like you need to make a change in your life so that you can experience God. No. Just be still. Some of you feel like, well, I I need to do something different. I need to move on. I need to, no, just be still. I need to change jobs. I need to change, no, just be still. Just be still. Stop fighting. Stop the anxiety. Stop struggling. Just be still. But it's not just being still for still sake. Listen to this one, and know that I'm God. And know the word is yada, and, and it literally is an experiential knowledge. It's 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 I, I was still long enough to recognize God. Oh wait, God's doing something. And now I experience him in that moment, and I realize, wow, I was still, and now I can know that he's God. You know why God has all these different names in the Bible? Maybe you've heard of them. He's Jehovah Shalom. Wow, how do you get that name? It's because he came in and he brought peace. And people said, wow, they were still long enough to experience the peace of God, and then what? He's the God of peace. He always has been. You just didn't experience him as such because you weren't still. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer and my health. Just, you're just frantically going from doctor to doctor, trying to find the solution. Trying, you're taking medications, and you're just, well, be still. Stop fighting and recognize God, and you die. Know Him. Acknowledge him. I love the the name given to him, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Man, that's such a powerful thought, isn't it? He's the God who provides. He's the God who provides. He gets that name when a guy named Abraham in the Old Testament is going to sacrifice his son Isaac on an altar. Crazy story. We can read it another time. But in the midst of him, with his son on the altar, about ready to sacrifice him, God says, Stop! Let me rephrase it. Be still! What? And he turns around, and the Bible says there's a ram caught To sacrifice the lamb instead. Look. And guess what? Abraham says, You're Jehovah Jireh, my provider, because he was still and he experienced God as his provider. This thought is, is, is played out in the New Testament through Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, the one who came and took the sins of the world away so that you, you could experience life and life more abundant? Anybody happy for that? Jesus brings this thought of be still home. In Matthew chapter 11, when he looks out at the people that are there, and he realizes, man, there's something that they're, they're tired. Anybody ever felt tired before? I don't mean you need some sleep. I mean, you're just, you're just tired of life. Am I the only honest one here today? And he looks out, and he sees the people, and he recognizes they're not, they're, not, they're not physically tired. No, they're mentally, they're spiritually, they're emotionally spent. Anybody ever been there before? And he looks out at them, and he says, Hey, any of you who are tired and weary, come to me, and I will give you rest. Come to me, be still, and I will fill you with life and life more abundant. See, we, we know what it is in the United States to work and work hard. Live the American dream, right? Whatever happened to a 40 hour week workplace doesn't exist anymore. If you're not working 50 or 55, you're probably, not, you're probably not putting in your time. You're not gonna get anywhere. No success for you. Unfortunately, That's what happens. That comes into the church culture. Here's Jesus. Be still. Come to me, and I will give you rest. He invites us to a place of rest, and we get there, and we think we have to work to maintain it. even, Even on Sunday mornings, we experience it. Right? We need more songs, better songs, happier songs, livelier songs. Be still. Be still. And I encountered God in that moment. With no Bible open. Me frustrated. Be still. But God, I can't be still. I mean, we we we're trying to bring, we're trying to bring two campuses together. We're 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 gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave San Pasqual. We're gonna leave Sarah high school. We're gonna come into. I don't even know what it is to do church in a theater. I can't be still. There's so much to do in the next. What do you mean, God? Be still. Then be still. I got it worked out. But God, I don't I don't want, I don't want to see anybody left behind. I want I want to see everybody calm out it ben. They're not your people. They're my people. Yeah, well, on Sundays they're mine, God. Be still be still stop worrying stop being anxious stop frantically trying to do something stop be still be still be still hallelujah jesus somebody needed to hear this a smile i don't think my encounter was just for me matter if it was just for me then i'll take it but i believe my encounter is for somebody else somebody needed to hear that some of you, you might not been there on that house but looking at that sunset, but right now the word that, that God wants to give is just be still and know, and know. See, some of you are trying to know him by doing. Just be still. Be still, and in the moment of being still, like, so you're gonna realize everything you want to accomplish is already done in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be still. Can you just just stand with me this morning? And, and if you're here for the first time, uh, you, might, you might be here and you might be like, this, this is this is different. It's a little different for us too. You know, usually Ben's not up there strumming for an hour. But I'm sure glad he did today. Help me preach. Hallelujah, Jesus. Usually by this point, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I've had some funny stories. You laughed. We preach the message in a creative way. Some cool little points up on the screen. I just feel like God wants to speak to some people this morning. Be still. Just do me a favor, just close your eyes for a moment. Ben, this is new to me. Why do you want us to close our eyes? Well, you might be new to church, but I think everybody understands meditation. We just kind of close your eyes and just kind of shove everything else to the side, just for a moment. And I just want you, I just want you just to be still. Hallelujah, Jesus. For some of you, for some of you this is actually difficult to be still even in this moment. Like, okay, what's next? What are we gonna do? What button do I need to push? What chord am I gonna play? What happens after this? Just be still. I'm the worst at it. Anybody has been to a prayer meeting with me, I can't sit in a seat and pray. I'm walking, man. I'll Probably end up walking seven miles by the time we're done praying. He wants me to learn to be still. Jesus. I feel like this morning that this word is specifically for someone here. You are. You're in the middle of what you think you need to do. You need to make a change. You need to make a change. You've been contemplating this change. It's it's a pretty significant change. It's going to impact you. It's going to impact your family. You've been you've been struggling with the change. I don't know, I just can't help but think that the word of the Lord showed up to you this morning and said, stop, be still, stay, and know that I'm God. I got you. I got you where I need you. I got you where I want you. Just be still. Be still. Huh. thank you for your word this morning thank you that your word is life and brings life God I thank you for your word that brings life Lord I pray Lord for those that are here just let me do this eyes closed heads bowed you're here today and you would say you know what, pastor I'll be, I'll be honest Come on, I was honest with you I told you I was 22 days behind in my bible reading be honest with me this morning you're here and you'd say you know what pastor this message was for me can you just shoot your hand in the air I need to be still come on, be honest, just shoot it up, yeah, yeah, hallelujah, I love it when God does that, I love it when God does that, be still, Lord, I pray for every person, Lord, that lifted their hands in this place, God, you know what their earthquake is today, God, you know what their raging sea is today, God, you know what's happening inside of them, God, you know the difficulty they're facing, the problem they're trying to rise above. God, the things that that weigh heavy on their hearts. God, the things that are keeping them awake at night. God, you know what it is. God, you know. And so, Lord, I pray that today that you would come and you would teach them what it is to be still in that moment. And watch you do a work that only you can do. That you would come, God, and you would would reveal yourself in a new and an awesome way to them in this moment, in a moment that seems like it's going to overtake them, in a moment that seems like it's going to cause them to drown. They would pause, they would stop, they would be still, and they would be rescued. Yeah, yeah. I was a lifeguard for several years. One of the things they taught me when i was in lifeguard training which was probably one of the most difficult trainings i've ever personally been through i'm sure there's more difficult trainings but me personally uh, to be a lifeguard um is the one of the things they teach you is that when someone is drowning when you get close to them they're going to be frantic and they are going to try to jump on you and use you as a life preserver So they said you have one of two options when you're approaching them if you notice they're frantic. One, you can let them go unconscious or you can actually knock them out and then drag them to safety. See, when we get frantic, feel like, man, I'm drowning. God's on his way to rescue you. Hmm. But sometimes he will let you pass out before he brings you to safety. Sometimes it feels like he's knocking you out. (laughs) God, what is happening? He's rescuing you. Doesn't feel like it. I know it's because you're frantic. It's because you feel like you're drowning. Mm. But he's rescuing you. God, thank you for being our rescuer. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.